Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen and amen. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Even as we be seated in heavenly places, we give God the glory, give God the praise. We give Him the honor for what He continues to do in our lives. Two kinds of life. This life is evident. Those of us who are born again, we have the Jesus life. And we must show it even in the midst of the storm is the way you react that tells what is in you hey someone when something comes out hey i don't know what to do i'm confused you know there are some people when they are going through some little shake they are all over the place they don't want to even talk to anybody leave me alone leave me alone I- i'm going through some no, no. and there are other people when even the more that the devil thinks that he is doing his stuff the more they are doing what they are doing because they know what they are made of because if you can believe and say oh greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and then when when something comes up you're all over the place then you should question what you believe amen so today we are going to still look at eternal life say eternal life i'm telling you you see we're going to shout this thing on the rooftop we're going to say it until the whole world will know that listen we don't have any business rejoicing in this flesh life and not enjoying eternal life you see why why do you have to come to church and pray you say oh god what i'm going through you know i saw a beautiful tweet from one man of god and i i like the tweet because you see a lot of people think that yes the bible said that we wrestle against flesh and blood not against flesh and blood sorry but against principalities and all of that we understand all of that but you also understand that you are more than a conqueror and are you here with me church please let your attention come here do you also understand that you are more than a conqueror what does it mean to be more than a conqueror what it means is that you are not the one who is trying to conquer in other words in christ you have gone beyond the realm of conquering you know, some some people are trying to conquer so that they become conquerors but the word say that you are more than a conqueror in other words you have you have already conquered and you have moved past conquering and then you are in a realm where you are enjoying the fruit of your conquering oh i do have some believers in the house you are not trying to conquer you are not trying, whatever the devil throws at you it is not now that you are trying to defeat it because for in christ he has defeated the devil on your behalf all that you need to do in all of our wrestling in all of our fight with the devil we are trying to enforce our victory we are enforcing what has been conquered already for us may i get some two or three believers shout glory that is what we are made of we are not made of people who, who are trying to figure things out 
whether the devil rain or shine, whatever the devil does. Ah, listen, let me tell you something. I'm talking about that life. Listen, oh, listen and listen to me well. Please pay attention with everything in you. I'm talking about that life, even when the devil kills you. That life can bring you out from dead. What are you talking about? Um, it, it is that life that you have in Christ. That life, even when the devil says, I will kill you. Okay, let him kill you. The devil can kill you ten times. God will bring you back up ten times. And then he will make you live forever. Oh, may I shout, no, may you shout a good amen, somebody. It is not what the devil can. No, listen, listen, let me put this to you. It is not what the devil thinks he can do. That matters. It is not what the devil thinks he can do that matters. It is what you believe that you have that matters. If you believe that you have eternal life, no matter what the devil does, will not move you. Because we are not moved by sight. We are not moved by feelings. But we are moved by what we have. From today, whatever the devil thinks he has done, by the glory of eternal life, you are reigning in supremacy. You are reigning in glory. You are reigning in joy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout, I have something good. I have something glorious. Shout it, I have something good. And I have something glorious. That is the life that I have. I want you to understand this life. The life of sin and death. What can you do? The maximum that the life of darkness can do is to kill you. Death, physical death. Hey, hey, you don't you don't know what you are saying. What do we want to dinner will be? Oh yeah, be like 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 the man of God, one great man of God said, He said, if the devil that is Kennedy Hagan, he said, if the devil reminds you of your past, remind him also of his future. What awaiting? Because him, he will be annihilated forever. He will be destroyed. Whatever the devil thinks he has power to do, we have the power from above to do contrary to what he thinks he can do. If the devil can make you sick, the glory of God can make you healthy. If the devil can make someone poor, the glory of God can make the person rich. If the devil can make someone die, the glory of the life, eternal life, can make the person live. Shatter have eternal life. John 3 16. He said, Whosoever believes in him, in Jesus, will not do what? Will not do what? You will not perish, but will have. The word perish means will not suffer. It means you will not struggle. It means you will not, you will not be in pain. I will have the life. In other words, eternal life comes to contradict that which makes people to suffer. It comes to oppose that which made people to be in pain. That is the life Jesus gave me. You believe in Jesus. If I believe in Jesus, then it means that I have a different kind of life. In that life, I must not suffer. It doesn't matter what I've been through. My past is inconsequential. My present is in him. And my future is dependent on this glory. Whatever I can become tomorrow is because of the life that I have today. What life do you have today? If you have eternal life, 
then your past is inconsequential and my tomorrow is beautiful because in Christ I live and live and have my being in Christ I am glorious in Christ I live uh, and I can see tomorrow in Christ all things are possible to those that believe uh, from today whatever that God uh, has given you to desire to glorify him it shall come to pass to the glory of his name in the mighty name of Jesus shout eternal life see without this life you cannot have faith without this life you cannot have joy without this life you cannot have peace it is eternal life that makes everything comes together it is the life of God I am talking about that life that spirit life that spoke life and life spoke words son I saw an image that the, the scientists they have captured about the size of the earth in comparison to the size of the sun. We are like a dot as compared to the size of the sun. The sun doesn't have to crash us. The sun just has to get closer to us and this world will explode too. Let alone to crash us. There are stars that are bigger than the size of the earth. I guess what I'm saying. How did it happen? A life. Someone having a life spoke. And then that life started creating. Started making things to happen. The word create simply means make things to happen. He spoke. Let allow there be light. And there was light. Allow this to happen. And it happened. Allow it to happen. This is the life we are talking about. God said, now, the first plan was, I created a creature and I gave that creature an earthly life that he could breathe the wind and the wind that I put in the earth will make him to live. Now, Satan came to corrupt that life. That life. But this person too, I created this man who looked like me. I'll not let him die. Now, when I go to rescue him, this time around, I'll not make him just live by the wind. I'll not just let him live by breathing in oxygen. Now, I'm going to give him my very life. When I have rescued him, I'm going to give him my own life. Now, what is this life? It is this life that you can create things. It is this life that when you also start speaking, when you speak, when you speak, when you speak, when you speak, things begin to happen. Are you here with me? That is why he said what the people say in the book of first Peter chapter 3 he said who is there in this life who want to enjoy who desires good life and want to see what good days let him keep his mouth from speaking deceit i get what i'm saying keep your mouth from speaking god and then speak eternal life when you speak life from inside of you the things that are dead around you they come back to life because wherever there's eternal life there is no death Wherever there's eternal life, there's no death. Please, begin to renew your mind. I have eternal life. In this physical body. I have it. I don't have, I don't have oxygenated, just oxygenated life in this body. I have eternal life. If I have eternal life, you know what's going to happen? This body must also testify. This body must testify that there's a life inside. Are you here with me, somebody? Sit. Let's go somewhere. 
John chapter 2. Now, I read verse. Thirty-five and thirty-six. John chapter number three. Thirty-five and thirty-six. Or if let's start thirty-four to get a context well. Go back to thirty-four. John chapter number three. Thirty-four to thirty-six. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the spirit by measure. Now, now, now listen. God does not give the spirit by measure. Okay. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hands. He who believes in the son has what? Everlasting life. He who does not believe in the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Wow. It means that it makes, it makes God angry. Does it make him sad? It makes God angry if someone dies. It makes God angry when someone is sick. It makes God angry when someone is poor. It makes God angry when someone is spiritually blind. Because the one who does not believe in Jesus does not have life. Now, if the person does not have life, it means that the person is carrying sin. And when you carry sin, Anyone who carries sin has the wrath of God on him. The same way God has the wrath of his wrath on the devil is the same way that if anyone does not believe in Jesus, the person is incurring the wrath of God. Think about it for a second. Just think about that. One day, the Holy Spirit started teaching me, he said, son, it's not amazing that someone who is just so angry because you are in darkness and then you are not in light. You are so angry that something bad is happening to you. And he knows that he has done something about it. And yet people are refusing have the solution to what they are going through. That is the simple illustration of the life of those who don't believe in Jesus. In that in Christ, God has solved all of mankind's problems. You didn't hear what I just said. He didn't solve some. We read it. He said, God does not give the spirit by measure. In other words, God does not give you the spirit taught, taught. Oh, okay, I'll give you small of myself. A little bit of myself. Taste this little one. No. He gave the spirit 
in his fullness. If God did not give Christ the fullness of himself, then you and I, we don't have the fullness of God. Then we have a measure of God. And if we have a measure of God, then it means that we don't have the completeness in God. But you and I know that the Bible says that for in Christ, we are complete in him. We are, how can we be complete if we are not full? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Are you here with me, somebody? How can we be complete if we are not full? In other words, in the fullness of God, has God given us a way out, out of the escape of whatever the enemy did to the first man? Please, listen and listen to me well. Lift up your hand, raise your head, everybody, look at me. In the fullness of God, God gave an escape to man. And he said, for whatever the devil did against this man, I am also going to be in whoever believes in Jesus to fight and resist and oppose what the devil can do. So you and I that believe in Jesus, we have been taken away out of God's wrath. Now, he's at peace with us because in Christ, we are those who are supposed to live a life that when God sees us, they say, yes, this is how I want you to live. I want you to live. I don't want you to die. So when you are living, yeah, he likes it. He gives you a thumbs up when you are working in health. You are healing the sick. He's so happy when you are prosperous, when you are full of joy, when nothing becomes an hindrance to your growth and your progress. He's happy for you. This is someone who is your cheerleader wanting you to be celebrated by the angels. That is why even the angels were like, oh, he said, who is man that God always is thinking about man? He said, he's always thinking about man. Who is man? What, what, what kind of person is man that every time the, the, the king of kings and the lord of lords, the one who sits on the throne, is always thinking about us. It is, it is disgusting to God for a man to reject Jesus. Because when you have Jesus, you now have the fullness of God. That is his life. God did not give us a measure of himself. He did not give us a portion of himself. That is why this thing about double portion and triple portion teachings, it does not belong to Christ. Because in Christ, you don't have a double portion. You don't have, you don't have a single portion. You don't have a portion. You have the fullness. He said, out of his fullness, have we begotten? Has he begotten us? I got what I'm saying. Out of his fullness, from grace to grace, we move. Out of his fullness, not a portion. He gave us himself. Say, I have the fullness of God. This is eternal life. This life is directly opposite to the life you came through your mother's womb. From day one, you came into this world. The enemy wanted to kill you. I started saying this many, many, many years ago. And God told me. He said, when God, I stood in church and I said that old age is a disease. Years later, scientists are even saying it. That they have discovered that indeed old age is not a consequence of nature, but it's a disease. As I speak to you now, scientists, they are working around the clock to find a remedy to old age. Today, people 
People turn 40, they look like they are 70 years. Those who are 60 are looking like they are 150 years. Now, some, you know, I always cast my mind back. You read the Bible and people are living 300 years, 400 years. And it's like, it was a normal thing. It's like those days, if you die at 70, it's like you are super cursed. Like if you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. But today, someone dies at 40. You say, they are a life well lived. Which life well lived? 40 years, a person is dead. The devil has killed a person and you want us to celebrate. No way. Someone dies at 18 years. You say, what a shock. What shocked you? Tell them that you can do something about this. Come on, come on. Hit someone by your t- and say, you can do something about this. Most of you sleeping, be very careful. Amen. Say, I can do something about this. Raise your hand, your right hand, and say, I can do something. Tell your neighbor, it is not normal for someone to die. It's not normal. In fact, death, when someone dies, someone has committed murder. Satan has committed murder. All the death in this world, they are being checked against the murderer. What did Jesus say? Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning. That is the work of Satan. He's the number one murderer. He's the one killing people. And then God says, okay, I'm giving you eternal life. Meaning that, you know, like in my, I even shared it in my upcoming book. I've shared it here many times. Eternal life is not in the future. It's not tomorrow. Say, I have it now. Say, I have eternal life now. Say, I have it now, now, now. Do your hands like this. Say, I have it now. Today. No way to go to, some of you, by the time you go to heaven, even in heaven, you'll be so tired. You'll be like, ah, God, so why didn't I live this life? Say, God will say, by when my apostle was teaching, you didn't even believe it. You better believe it so. You're here in this church and you think you will live 120 years. Revise your note. Revise your note. I want members of this church especially to have that faith. If you think that I'm done with this world, you start praying, God, rapture me. And that should be your prayer. I mean, don't say, God, Yes, I don't want to taste it. I will continue saying what I believe. Huh? Say it down. When death look at me, you know you don't belong here. Let me tell you an encounter I had in the realm of the spirit years ago. That was about 2000. One day, I had an outer body experience. Now, I've had a couple of outer body experiences. I've said my encounter when I, I, was, I was taken to heaven. This time, I was taken to hell. I was taken into the realm of darkness. And then when I got there, and I got to the gate that leads into where I would have saw, saw Satan, two demons were standing at the entrance. Left, right. As soon as I got there, I, I, so when I, see, the kind of darkness we are talking about, it's not darkness that you see a dot of light over. There's no dot. Not even not no dot. Darkness that you can cut a cube out of it and still hold it. Some of you have not seen thick darkness before. No, 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 no. You have not seen it. When they give you doom so kakra, you say, Oh, there's darkness. Now that's not darkness. When there's doom so you at least the, the moon can give you light. 
you can you can walk around that kind of darkness you cannot even take one step because you don't know what is even one inch one inch ahead of you if you are taking that one inch you go and step into some scorpion or some or some reptile that has opened the mouth so where you are is where you are stagnant that is why in darkness nobody prospers I don't think that if you are in the world and you have money, you are you are prosperous. You are not prosperous. In darkness, you are always stagnated. You don't flourish. You don't move. It's only like that. It's in the light. You can move around. You can dance. You can jump. You can do acrobatics. And you know, someone is here, and I will not hit the person. Amen. When I got there, the angel that took me there, because he has been instructed to come and take me to go there. As soon as I got there. And, and the gate was like it was round I thought that the demons were going to open and the demons turned and said no, please go, you don't belong here that's what the demon said the one standing on the right side to the gate he said, please go, 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 you don't belong here go, you don't belong here so I turned and looked at the angel I, I really want to go and see what is inside there he didn't allow me to go and then I was brought back and I understood. And let me tell you, in the realm of darkness, light is always the boss. And it is in this life that the light that causes demons to break. It is in this life that you have it. So that the worst thing that the life of darkness can do is to kill you. Ah, from day one. Please let this revelation get into your heart. Because as soon as you cast this revelation, now the way you think in this world will change. From the when someone gets sick, I do think the devil brings sickness to someone's body to make you feel good. No one feels good when you are not feeling well. I don't think anyone enjoys being sick. Never. Now, if you enjoy being sick, then your brains have been affected by darkness. How, how can you say that? Oh, I am happy that I don't speak. I'm, oh, I'm happy that I. I see, so I say, oh, the doctors diagnosed me of cancer, and I'm happy that I am cancer. I can't even say that. You, I don't think any rightful person would think that he or she is happy by the medical condition they have. No way. And do you know what? Every single condition that this body experiences. Let's picture this thing I'm coming to share with you. It's like using an axe to tip a bit of a tree. Just to bring the tree down. So if a logger wants to fall down a log, we use the axe to be cutting a bit of it, tipping it, tipping until the tree falls down. Your headache, the stomach pain, the malaria, all of those things are works of the devil trying to bring you down. And it is tipping you small, small, small. Tipping. Tipping. And there you say, oh, this is the condition that I have. Oh. Ah, then now it's not just tipping you and going, you. he has laid an axe to you. Why? Because he wants to bring you down. Like he can kill you. He knows that if he goes straight away and he kills you, nah, 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 it will be too soon for you. 
So now, he wants to do it slow but sure. Today, small headache. And then he redraws himself. Tomorrow, small stomach pain. Then he redraws himself. Tomorrow, ah, he says, Charlie, eye condition, kakara. Then he redraws himself. That's why you go to the doctor. And they say, the doctor has given me medication. And then I'm okay. Ah, no, 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 no. It's the devil that is trying to divert your mind away from a life that can make you live well. Let me tell you, on the day of judgment, like I shared with you last week, when your body is presented before God, and anything that is as a, a derivative, as a result of death, anything that meets God, we realize that ah, there's a life that is supreme than any other life. It is in that life that every other thing came from. This is the eternal life we are talking about. In this life, let me tell you, whatever the devil thinks he can do, you have an answer to it. You have an antidote to it. So Jesus said in Matthew 5, he said, you are the light of the world. Say, I'm the light of the world. He didn't say, well, say, I'm the light of the world. When I am the light of the world, where is the power of darkness? Eternal life is what brings solution to every struggle. Write it down. Write it down. Now, listen. This life can do something. It can work. You know, a lot of people look at works and they think that, ah, yeah, we are not under grace. There's nothing. Everything that we could have ever done or possibly done, Jesus did for us. No. Jesus did what we couldn't do so that we can do what we cannot do through him. Or let me put it this way. Jesus did what we couldn't do so that now we can be doing what we should have been doing. Okay? So now, first, because of sin, we don't live every day. We don't have life every day. We are dead. Eh? You know, like I said with you last week, Say it is only a human being that without Jesus who is born to die. Do you know that? Because of sin, the wages of sin, Romans 6 23, the wages of sin is what? Is death. The gift of God is what? It's what? Eternal life. So when you have eternal life, meaning that physical death must not be something you are afraid of. Come on, are you are you here with me in church? This is the life that brings finality, that kind of life. That brings death. Now, so when you have this life, it must do something. You must work with it. Okay? Like, for example, when you, Revelation 19. Amen. And let's read from verse number 7. He said, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the mother of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. 
verse 8. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous act of all. New King James says the righteous act. If an other version says, it's the righteous works. The righteous works of the saints. Now the word saint simply means holy. It's another way of saying holy. So, you, like, the, the, the Roman Catholic Church, so if someone dies, then they, they have a term for it. Is it the beatitude or something? They, they kind of um, um, consecrate the person and say, now the person is not a saint. They do some rituals and say, now the person is a saint. And for you to be called a saint, you have to go through like a vetting process. You have to vet your life. If you didn't live any come come life whilst you were alive, they have to check your background, the things that you did, and then they will say, ah, okay, now this person can be called a saint. Glory be to God. As long as I believe in Jesus. And I have the spirit. I'm a saint. Say I'm a saint. Shout to say I'm a saint. And he said, he said, listen. He said, the white linen and the beautiful robe. Wow. He said, they are the righteous works of the saints. Which means that those of us who have eternal life, the things we do with this life is going to sow for you. The clothes that you're going to wear in heaven. Come on, somebody. The more you oppose and you resist the works of darkness, the more you are putting on yourself a beautiful white linen cloth that you're going to wear before the Father, that you're going to wear before the Lord, that you're going to wear in the kingdom because God wants you to do something with this life. Talking about eternal life, it is what you do with it that matters. It is not enough to have eternal life. I don't do anything with eternal life. Ah, listen. Those who have the life of darkness, don't they lie? Don't they commit sexual immorality? Don't they steal? They are doing something with their nature. There are all those things. We call it the works of the flesh, isn't it? According to Galatians 5, verse 16. The works of the flesh. It's because they have the nature of darkness. When you stand in darkness, you lie. You steal. You enjoy poverty. I'm telling you. Some people say, I don't, like, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to go. But you realize that the, your attitude and your mindset tells me that you enjoy poverty. And let me tell you. Being rich goes beyond having money. Even though it's, it's inclusive of it, but being rich goes beyond that. It's not just having money that shows that you are rich. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, someone is so rich. But all of his money is di- directed towards education. Does he have any peace? That, that, that person is not rich. What, what, you know, what, is, what is money if that money cannot save your life? <laughs> Come on, somebody. What is money if that money cannot save your life? No, she was telling me a story yesterday about a rich man she know. And the rich man passed away. And the money could not save him. The money. It doesn't matter. See, it gets to a point in time that doctors will tell you we have applied all of our best medical technologies. At this point, it's only God that can save you. 
He said, oh, they will tell you, this point that you have raised, there's nothing we can do. That's to tell you, your trust in medical science has a limitation. Your trust in money has a limitation. Your trust in whatever network or connection you have has a limitation. That is the pure deception that the devil tells people. The devil tells people, hey, listen, you have a lot of money, you'll be fine. You have the best of medical care, you'll be fine. You have the best of jobs, you'll be fine. He's deceiving them. And then when he tells them that, he, he tries to take their mind off eternal life. Little do they know that it is all momentarily. In that when you have all those things, it is all but for a moment. You can have so much money. But that money will not bring you peace. Ah! There are some people, they are praying day and night. God, please give me a husband. I want to marry. Oh, I am going old. I want to marry. I want to marry. Give me a husband. Give me a wife. And then, ah, they get it. That very marriage becomes a boxing ring. Every day, a man is beating her. Unfortunate. Every day, there's fight in the house. Ah! God, is this what I asked? Abba, you said you want marriage. I gave you marriage. <laughs> Come on, are you here with me, Sam? Yeah, God, I want money. When I have money, I'll do anything that you want me to do. Whatever you tell me to do, God. The apostle say, you want to do something, and I, I God give you money. God says, okay. I'm going to test your heart. Prove to your own self. You are dead. Shoo! One million. Hey! Come to church. Oh, I want to thank God. He has blessed me with so much money. Hey, first I couldn't even buy Gary and sugar. And now I'm feeding many people. And then the whole church will celebrate. And the woman will take their, their cloth and they'll be hey, celebrating. And then the devil will come and say, ah, now you have money. What will you do with the money? Can't you see fine girls are in town? See the car that you are driving? When you call any ladies, she will come. You are driving and then you are honking the horn just to attract ladies. Pay, pay, pay. And you look at the lady's face. The devil is telling you what to do with the money. Amen. He has said, now nah, nah, I'm a big man. I take my bank balance. I, I, I can afford this lady. I can have two, three. You can afford. You see? A deception. A deception. It's not about what you have. It's what, about what you understand. That you have. You have a life from God. Now, you realize that the things of this world doesn't tell you how to live. It is how you are in Christ that determines how you live. What you are and who you are in Christ that determines how you live. Eternal life. Ah, look at Jesus. Oh, you are owing money. You are owing. You are in debt. He said, okay, fine. Ah, meanwhile, his accountant was there, Judas Iscariot. So the Bible says Judas was in the money bag. It is so. Just like how maybe I would have done it. I was like, I was oh, I mean that. He saw this one out. Okay, Peter. 
go, go. You, you experience with someone. You go to the, the street. The first thing is that you catch with the mom. There's I was we went and caught the fish. Ah, I love you caught the fish. Words that Jesus spoke came to pass. How was that possible? Eternal life. It was the life that was in him. That when he spoke, the words were not mere words. They did something. Please, oh, please, please, please. Get this eternal life revelation. Jesus did not come to die to bring you a life that will make you continue in that old life. That life of sin. Ah, that life. No, 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 no. Say, I have a better life. It is a life. Listen. <laughs> you have no idea. Please open your eyes, Lord. Go to Genesis. I have been praying this prayer all the time for you. That God will open your eyes spiritually. But there are some things when I'm ministering, I see spiritually that I, I, it's my wish that you see it. And Genesis 3. Now, let's read when. What happened to the first man when he disobeyed God? Amen. I want to show you something. Let's start reading from verse number 8. Genesis chapter 3. Please open your Bibles and read with me. Genesis chapter number 3 from verse number 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord, Lord God, walking in the, in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Lord God, among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. Adam did not even try to lie. And they are two. You better say the truth. Right? And he said, Who told you that? Listen, no, mark it in your Bible. Say, Who told you? Which means that Adam and his wife, they heard something contrary to what God had told them. Because God never told them that they were naked. When he created them, he presented Eve to Adam. He didn't say, Okay, Adam, you see that your wife is naked now. He didn't say anything like that. He never mentioned anything about nakedness to Adam. So who told you that, that you were naked? In fact, if not for Adam, maybe, maybe, I'm just speculating, maybe would have been walking in this world so naked and you wouldn't even have any problem seeing anybody naked. Not, not in that life of darkness. Even when people are wearing clothes, people are still on stripping them in their mind. Even in clothes, people are, people are seeing nakedness in clothes. Verse 11. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which 
I told you, I commanded you not to eat. Then the man said, the blame game started. The whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me. So he didn't say, the serpent lied to me. He deceived me. I will explain it later. And I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust of the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and, the, and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your corruption. In, in pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband. And you shall, he shall rule over you. And these are important things. Which means that before sin came, women weren't supposed to struggle to give birth. I mean, that's the, if you want to dissect this English that has been written here. Which means that, say, I will greatly multiply. Probably the pain that women used to go through when they were giving them you know, something, something enjoyable. Because, I mean, there's, there is joy for you to even think that you are bringing another human being into the world. Why should it be something that is so painful when you, when you know you are contributing to global population? It should be something joyful, right? A sin caused it. And then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you. So God commanded <laughs> Adam. He never commanded Eve. So it was the responsibility of Adam to have also given the same commands to his wife. So Adam did not do a good job. That is why if you are a man and you are married, you must make sure you are the priest of your house. And that's why a wife must listen to the husband because in a home and in a marriage setup, God, in order not to bring confusion into the house, will always give his command to one person so that everyone who is in that household will also listen to the person. It's just a matter of hierarchical, even hierarchical, orderliness. He doesn't want confusion. Imagine God speaks to Adam, gives him the command. And then he also speaks to Eve, gives him a command. Eve can go and tell Adam, ah, that's not what God said to me. God said something else. Adam too said, no, God, God also gave me this command. And there will be, be confusion. So in order for orderliness in the home, he gives the command to one person. That is why even in the church, there are pastors, apostles, and all of that. And we, God will give the message to us. We'll come and teach the flock. You understand? And that is why even Paul gave the instruction and said, if, talking about orderliness in church, if someone is prophesying, let the other keep quiet so that the other person will speak. It's not like when you are, you are standing and speaking, another person to stand up, who is going to hear who? Orderliness. Say orderliness. So God is a structured God. He wants orderliness. Are you know what I'm saying? The, uh, the, the position of a husband in a house it's not a matter of like loading it. But it's a matter of orderliness. Bringing structure to a place, to a family. 
I get what I'm saying. And then you also listen. Then you move like that. Now listen. Then he went and said, Cast is the ground for your sake. In toll you shall eat of it. All the days of your life. All the days of your life. Did you see that? Both tongues and tistle it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb. You shall eat the herb of the field. In sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Till you return to the ground. Now, why did I read this verse? When man sinned and then he fell. Man had to now work so hard. To the life of this flesh. Okay. I was reduced. From God providing for them. Today now providing for themselves. Did Adam. Make the garden. No. Did Adam. Chart the course. Of the four rivers that flew into. That flowed into the garden. No. Did he put the Bible say. When you read the same book of Genesis. It says all sorts of minerals were found. On the land. Diamond, no pass. All kind of minerals were found in there. Who put it in there? All kinds of trees, all kinds of animals. Adam came to meet all of these things. God provided for him to make sure that he had something really nice. Even when there was no man, there was no Adam to till the ground, God was still taking care of his plant. The Bible says, mist. The very early morning, uh, droplets, they were watering the plant, and then the plant were flourishing, waiting for a man to come and take care of it. Now, when sin came, and then the flesh life became corrupted, he said, Now you have to sweat. You have to work hard. If you don't work hard, you will not feed yourself. Because God said, literally, was telling him, I've stopped providing for you. Now you have to provide for yourself. And then, God had endured this with man all these years and decided to give you his life. This life that can easily provide. And you don't want eternal life. You want this life that is full of sorrow. A life that you have to sweat. A life that you have to toil. Working hard does not prosper anybody. It's the life of God that prospers. When you have the life of God. Yes, Adam, God prepared everything in preparation for Adam to come and work. But I tell you, Adam's working, if not for sin, would have been simple. It would have been an easy, easy kind of work. Imagine you have everything laid, ready for you to come and work. I mean, like if you're a, 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 a newscaster, for example. It's one of the most easiest work you can find on earth. What do you do? Wake up in the morning, do some makeup. The journalists have gone around I've done all the hard work covering news. Then, then you come, the cameraman have set up the cameras. Um, all the technical people have set up everything. Light is working. The props are, even when they come and sit on the set before the camera, someone will come and fix the microphone that they will use. Someone will do their makeup. They don't even do their makeup. The attire that they wear, someone will, will prepare for them. They will come and sit in front of the camera. All that they have to do is to read a script. That someone is prepared. A journalist has written. You get what I'm saying? That work and the work as a newscaster reading news. I'm using as an example. 
and the work of that journalist that went to the war so that could have lost his or her life by reporting which one is more difficult this one is a perfect example of eternal life and a life of sin in that when you're having eternal life god makes everything ready so the things that you do they are not things that are burdensome that's what jesus said he said my weight is not what heavy the work of God is not heavy. When people think about the work of God, they think it's just about what I'm standing here doing. The work of God is not just standing here and teaching people and laying hands on people and people falling and trying to prophesy. No, that is not only the work of God. The work of God is when you can look at someone and be like that Joseph. Even when this lady wants you to fornicate with her, he said, I will not do this thing because I have a life that is beyond this. When someone wants you to with him he said no 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 my life this life that i have now it does not permit me to steal it does not allow me to lie anytime you do those things you are doing the work of god you are doing a work that is coming from the life the eternal life you have because anytime you live like that you are glorifying god are you here with me a life in this world darkness is full of misery it's full of pain it's full of tiredness. Tiredness. People are so tired. They say, I want to rest. They even sleep. They don't have enough sleep. They don't have it. Some people that, when they come to church, that's when they, they think that in church I can't sleep. They didn't have enough sleep. Move into the spirit. Tell your neighbor, get into the spirit. Start living it. Tell your neighbor, start living eternal life. Eternal life is the big deal. You know what I'm saying? It is this life that you have power over any condition of the flesh. Start it small. Oh, you wake up in the morning, you start feeling some headache somewhere in your head. Don't say, hey, mommy pie. You go and take the paracetamol. And say, Oh, I feel better. I've been deceived. I've been deceived. Why am I saying this? Satan has deceived you that the solution for your headache lies with paracetamol. It's a lie. It's what you have from the inside. Now we have a lie. When we speak in the name of Jesus. See, don't let anyone deceive you and tell you that there's not, life cannot be over-spiritualized. Listen, I tell you, if you don't over-spiritualize this life you are living in this world, you are dead. If you think life is all about what I see, my physical encounters, if you think this is all about life, you are dead. I, I don't say without any shame, every bad thing comes from Satan. Whether he likes it or not, it comes from him. Don't do bad. For all the bad things in this world, please, don't look at your pocket and say, I don't have money. If I can work hard enough, I, I'll be rich. Let me tell you. As soon as you think like that, that is your first step of failure. That is your first step of frustration. That is your first step of getting into trouble. The moment you check and there's no money, first thing you must do, Father, what do I do? Do I go about things? First of all, I have to consult your Father. Because you have His life in His fullness. And the Father will tell you, okay, begin to declare. See, Christians are not speaking life enough. Sample 10 believers. 
the things that you hear them say is what is leading them to death. Ten things that you, ten believers, the things that they will say is what is leading them. Praise the Lord. See, when you have life inside of you, this body, as soon as you start hearing the word of God, everything about you starts standing up. Your cells, like how John the Baptist, he lived in the stomach of Elizabeth. You cannot have the life of God. And then when you hear the word of God, you are not excited. There's no down moment when you're having the eternal life. Eternal life brings joy. Joy to hear the Father speak. Because you know, every word you hear from God carries the potency to change your life. That is what life does. Death. What, what would death speak to you that will make you live? If death says you will live today, know that tomorrow you, you are living only today, tomorrow you die. Say I rule over death. Please say it with boldness. Say I rule over death. It's not like, you see, some people think that when we talk like this, then we are, we are afraid to die. Me, I'm not one of those people you can bring those things on. The point is this, whether you like it or not, even if you die today, and Jesus shows up, you wake up. You will not die again. Please let this enter your heart and your mind once and for all. That in eternal life, nobody dies. So if you, if you yourself, you, you, you help the devil to kill you by your own belief and understanding, know that the day will come that you come back to life. Even if you want to die, you will not die. Why? Because death had been destroyed. When God destroys death, where is death to kill anybody? There's no death to kill anybody. And thank God that in Christ, God defeated death in Christ. And say, anyone who finds himself in Christ, he don't have to die. I'm not talking about spiritual death. I'm talking about physical death here. Say, I don't live to die. In Christ, I live to live. Say in Christ, I live to live. In, in, see, if you are not born again, you are living to die. Death is a kind of life. Death is a kind of life. Life is life. So from today, know that I have what it takes to overcome the challenges in this flesh life. In my work in this world, are you here with me? In, the, in my work in eternal life, money does not answer all things. Life answers all things. You didn't hear what I said. I said, in this walk with Christ, it is eternal life, the spirit life, that has all the answers to every single problem in this world. As soon as you know that you have life. See, I, I, um, last two days, the Holy Spirit told me to do something. I was just asking myself, say, am I, I well, let me put this, would I have done this if not for the life that I'm having and the revelation that I have now. Because I'm supposed to do some, some lessons and some trainings. And I realize that in my typical day, the day is so loaded and so jam-packed. And I was like, wow, God, you want me to do all these things? Yeah, but you can do it. And then when I started doing it, I realized that, oh, wow, indeed, all that matters is to understand the life that you have. You see, the natural life is full of limitations. When you start living eternal life, you will stop perishing. Amen, somebody. The life of God. Say, I have the life of God. 
is in us in its fullness and its glory. Please, so. Are you here? So prophet wakes up in the morning and then prophet starts feeling some pain in the back side the shoulder level the first reaction of eternal life is not to complain so what can i do eternal life this life that we have we have one attitude see have one mindset god wants this body of yours to be full of peace and tranquility no sickness here. Sicknesses don't come from God. So don't blame him when you are sick. Are you here with me? Ah, he has eternal life. Why must he have eternal life and still things are going on in his body and he doesn't seem to have a solution? And that is the difference between this life that we have and that other life. This life, all that he has to do is to lay hands on himself. And use the authority of the father the authority of the father is his name the name of jesus and then he has to just lay his hands on his body and command that disease or even the symptoms maybe he has not even gone for any proper diagnosis but the symptoms to go listen the moment he speaks and commands that sickness the symptoms to leave the body all that he's supposed to do it's not to be paying attention to the symptoms as it were. But to know and believe that once I have spoken and I have spoken by my revelation of understanding of the life that I have, it is done. Are you getting my demonstration here? It is done. I am not speaking because I want to speak. I am speaking this way because I have the life that gives me the permission to speak contrary to what the devil wants to do in my body. Thank you. So, Paul said, this body of us is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Eternal life dwells here. If I have eternal life in me, and I'm not supposed to die in Christ, and then I feel in my members that there are some activities that try, they are working hard to bring this physical body down, I have every right to speak. The more you are quiet, the more the enemy is killing you in silence. Tell anybody, don't keep quiet. Oh, say it and say, I say, turn to anybody and say, don't keep quiet. What do you want to see? The things you want to see are the things you speak from life. The things you want to see are the things you speak from your life. Now, you know, first, I used to be saying, I'm, I know it has been with me all my life, so sometimes I, I make that it becomes part of it. First, it is easy for us to say, oh, what is the devil doing in your life? Then the Holy Spirit asked me a simple question. When I was writing my book. He asked me, he said, what life are you talking about? Because now, the devil may do something in you, but not in that life. The devil cannot touch that life that you have. He cannot. So, if the devil is going to do something, he may do it, he may do it around you. Or you. But the, see, a born again child of God, you can never be possessed by demons. Demons cannot possess you. 
Yet, yeah, it might try to oppress you from your mind and influence you from your mind. But demons, you see, that is why you cannot be coming to church every day, every day. And then you are, you one person, every day we are casting out demons from you. Ah, you need to be born again. Every day when you come to church, something is talking through you. Minjano, minjano, onko, onko. Every day, you're born by mama, the same thing is speaking. You need to be born again. Amen. You, how can you cast out a mean the person? How can you cast out a demon from someone and the demon is still speaking? Three fellowship days. Five. Every day when you come, demons are speaking. The Bible says, Mary Magdalene, out of whom came how many demons? Seven demons. When the demons were cast out, she became the preacher of the gospel and not the preacher of demonic mediums. Amen. The proof of your power is not how many people fall down. The proof of your power is what you can do with the life, the eternal life you have. I said the proof of your power is... So, I have a, what anointing are you talking about? It's not because people are falling down. That's what shows that you are powerful. What can you say? And what do you say when the enemy shows up to tell the life that you have? Jesus Christ came to bring us eternal life. Please, start living it. Too many Christians are not living it. That is why we are where we are. We are a lot of Christians are religious. See, they will come to church, eh, nice, dress nice, sing, pray, they are praying in their heart they are full of fear they leave church and they go home nothing has changed about them their words are still the same their mindset their minds the devil has oppressed their minds their thinking is still the same nothing has changed no i cannot have eternal life and still be thinking the way i used to think when i was not born again i cannot be having eternal life the life inside of me must influence the way I think. If I used to be a womanizer, now that I'm born again, I cannot be thinking like that. If I used to be someone who always liked quarreling, now that I'm born again, my thinking pattern has changed because I have now a better life to live. A life under sin was full of trauma, full of problems. Jesus Christ came to give eternal life. I get what I'm saying. This spirit life must differentiate you from the rest. It is the ultimate life. It is the above life. Above any kind of thing that is on this earth. That I have power. I have ability. I can do all things. According to the life that I have in me. Now in the university, just say me, I'm blowing, I'm coming out with the first class. No, no, nobody can do anything about it. I, have you not seen angels going to remark papers for you? I tell you, to you that story of that lady. She wrote a paper and then she filled. In fact, no, no, not that she filled. She wrote a paper. I said, I, didn't, I only wrote my name and index number. But the questions that came, I didn't know a thing. She went to check her paper, her result, understand. I didn't write anything. Who wrote it for me? Some of you are limiting God with your fear. Tell him, ask that fear. Perfect love has no fear. There's no fear in you. Come on, come on, turn to your neighbor and say, there's no fear in you. There's no fear. Second, 
Timothy 1 7, God did not give me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. You don't have the nature of fear. I don't have fear. Because, no, what are you to be afraid of? If you have the ultimate love, life, the life that every other thing comes out from, how will you be afraid? Even death cannot scare you. The way, the way, we are, the way this world is afraid of death, it's as if Jesus didn't come to die. I will, hey, I will repeat this thing on, in this church if you are here. When someone dies, you get the boldness to go and raise the person up. Can we have some believers in the house? Yeah. Don't be afraid. He said, man of God, but the person is dead. He's been in the fridge. They've taken all out of his, yeah, all his intestines away. Come on. You have a life that even dry bones. He brought dry bones back to life. At least, said Jesus, when he came back, there was still some skin on him. But Ezekiel saw a sign and a wonder and the power of God in that even very dry bones. They had skin. They had intestines. They came back. This is the one. This is the life you are talking about. Please, are you getting the revelation I'm saying? This is the life we are talking about. Just look at yourself in the mirror and say, what can I become that I cannot become with this life that I now I'm ready to enjoy life. Don't wait till you go to heaven. Start practicing it now. In heaven, you will not have a doctor. Heaven. Have you forgotten that when you read the book of Revelation, the Bible says, in the new world, there will be no sea. There will be no sea. Those of you who like going to the beach, in the new world, you start swimming in lagoons and ponds. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me, sir? Why would, wouldn't that be? Have you ever asked yourself that question? You know why the world is made out of 70% water? Water that preserves the When the last tree dies, the last man will not die. This will shock you. Because the ocean produces more oxygen than trees. Many people don't know this. Because you don't really don't know it. The, ox- the oxygen majority comes from the ocean more than the trees. Ah, are you getting what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, God is saying, okay, if I have preserved the old earth with water, now in the new earth, I don't need that water to preserve the earth. I'm going to preserve the new earth by me, by my life, by my light. So he said in the new earth, there will be no sun. There will be no moon. At what? Only the light of the Father. And he shall be our light. So in that new world that we shall go in, hey, it's only the light of God. And we'll be walking in his light. In that light, oh, we're going to enjoy life. But you see, that light is still in you now. But no way to go because you have to start practicing, practicing it now. Start living now. Small symptoms show us in your waist. Come out! This life does not permit any darkness. Like when you, when you were leading a prayer, like the scripture you quoted. Because about three weeks ago, the Holy Spirit said the same thing in my spirit about Psalm 91. So I said, what, is it, well, why do my people still quote Psalm 91? I said, I'm still their shadow. Said, I'm not their shadow anymore. I'm their reality. I'm their reality. Don't live in a shadow. You are born again to live in a reality. You have the fullness of God. 
that does in the city place of Christ Abasa, and people quote it. And people say that there are some 91 believers. They are believing in the Sabbath. You see, that's why you must begin to live in the New Testament. Live in the New. Tell them about coming to the New. The New Life. Coming to the New. Into the New Life. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God is no longer a shadow to me. It's a reality to me. I have his very life. Are you here with me? I have his very life. I was sharing with you last week. How, uh, see, last week the enemy brought me so much challenge to finish my book for April. I woke up one day, Monday, I came here to come and pray. As I came in, I was praying. God said to me, son, don't allow me to put you down. I was here. I knelt down here. I said, the class said, Satan, yes, you have done your best. Uh, it is time for me to take over. I spoke words of faith. I left here praying. Tuesday, I went back to my book and I finished editing it. It's Thursday, right? I sent to you on Thursday. I finished editing it on Thursday. And when I, anytime I sat behind my laptop, I felt that the life of God was at work in me. Because I felt so rejuvenated, so invigorated, full of peace. Because I didn't allow the devil to tell my body what it should become. You cannot have eternal life. The life that created heaven and earth. And then you'll be thinking, anything can happen to you. No way. When I sit in a vehicle, when I'm traveling, anywhere I'm going, sit in a plane, I say, because of my presence in this thing, even if this thing is meant to have an accident, it will fail. It cannot come to pass. Because eternal life, wherever it goes, light is there. So if darkness has planned anything, light destroys the darkness. Are you here with me? Some years ago, I was traveling from Bogatanga to Accra. Do you know what happened? We had, the driver had a call. He said, as soon as we drove past a particular point, arm robbers took over the, the street. So, and the way the driver was, was saying, when we got to Techiman, I think the driver was kind of like, breathing a sigh of relief. At Techiman, we stopped and we had some snacks and all of that. And then he was telling the, and then the, the news just spread over the, over the bus. And he said, the, his colleague that was coming behind him, they have, the armed robbers have stopped all of them and they were robbing the buses. They have shot someone. And we drove past that same point. Armed robbers would have been in the bush. But when a child of God is sitting in a vehicle, where armed robbery is supposed to take place, when you get there because of your presence, armed robbery will give way, will give way, will give way, will give way. I say they will give way because of you, because of you. You must be conscious of this truth. Be conscious. Tell your neighbor, be conscious of who you are. Oh, tell your neighbor, be conscious of who you are. Many, many people are conscious of the experience of the bus driver. Of the experience of the, of the pilot, of the plane. Pilots who have you know, flown planes for many years, they still crash. They still crash. It's not about the experience of the pilot. It's about who you are in Christ. The devil cannot kill you. When you are not ready. <laughs> Jesus said, okay, he said, I have the power to lay down my life. I have the permission also, the authority to bring it up. So Satan did not have any authority over Jesus. What 
whatever Satan did, it was Jesus who said, okay, now you can do it. Are you get what I'm saying, somebody? This is eternal life. Satan cannot enter your finances and decide to misbehave. Enter your body and start bringing you sicknesses of all types. And then you are there. Say, let me go for a checkup. Check up. You, you have to check up yourself. No doctor should check you out first. You have eternal life to check up yourself. Are you here with me? If something is not right in your body, don't you know? You feel it. You know. You know that something is not right in your body. You don't sit down and wait. No. Ah. I always speak over my heart. My organs. You know, we have 78 organs as a body. Your skin is the biggest organ. I always speak over my organs. And I, what I've been doing of late a lot, I speak over it a lot, is my stem cell. I speak life. You know, your stem cell is your fundamental cell. It is out of the cell that the rest of your cells, they come out from. If you are going to die, your stem cell is what is attacked. I speak over my stem. I've been doing it of late a lot. I speak life. Apostle, you have not changed. Don't worry. You don't have to see me changing. I'm breathing life into my body. Are you here with me, somebody? I'm breathing life. Speak life. You speak life. You speak life. You speak life. You speak it. One day, a woman of God said, I want to test the efficacy of my words. So he cooked rice into bowls, two huh? containers, and put it in his kitchen for one month. Every day. He will speak bad words on one container. The same day he will speak life into the other container. At the end of the one month, he realized that that one container that always received life was still fresh. It didn't get spoiled. But the one that always had bad words had gone bad. See? Speak because you have life. Don't speak because you are dead. Don't speak in response to what you are going through. As a way of making things happen the way you want it. Are you here with me? Speak because you want things to happen. Don't speak because you are, you are just reacting to issues and things. The devil can... I've, I've given you the secret. Though. The worst that the devil can do to you is to kill you. That is his worst. He can't do anything apart from that. And listen, death is not fatal. You hear what I just said? Death is not fatal. If you belong, it's not fatal. It's not the end. That is why we have a solution to that. Are you here with me, somebody? I pray that in the years to come, this message that we have started hearing, it will start bearing fruit in your life. I say it will bear fruit in you so that you can walk in eternal life right here. I, I pray for you and I emphasize that day. That will come in your life that when you speak like God, as soon as you spoke, happen instantly may you begin to see instantaneous signs and wonders i said may your words be filled with life so that you can be having instantaneous signs and wonders as soon as you speak immediately it shall happen when you speak immediately it shall happen because of the life you carry there shall be no delay say there shall be no delay when you speak prosperity it shall happen this is eternal life <laughs> the man of God went to heaven and said when i went to heaven it was like whatever I thought, if I wanted to eat something, as soon as it came to my mind, the angels would bring it. But I didn't ask for it. They said, No, here. Yeah. You don't have to even say too much in the spirit. Sometimes it just has to be in your heart. How did Satan, how was he punished? He thought in his heart. 
and God. He didn't have to call the angels and say, hey, listen, we are going to overthrow God. No, no, no. As soon as he thought in his heart, it was done. In the spirit, everything about you speaks. Your heart speaks. Your mind speaks. Your body speaks. God has given you a new life for a new, new realm of existence. Stop thinking like the old man. The old man died in Christ. He was raised from the dead. You are now new. Say, I'm new. South is say, I am new. If I'm new, then I must live new. Talk new. Think new. Behave new. Act new. Work new. Everything must be new because I have eternal life. Please start thinking like that. Say, put your hand here on your head and say, I have eternal life. My mind begins to think like that. I have eternal life. This life is not like what I had before. I have eternal life. Say, 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 shout it until it sinks and say, I have eternal life. I have eternal life. I'm so Eternal life. When you meet a problem, let it come. In this life, we don't accept conditions like this. I can heal the sick. How many of you can? Believe it. You see, it's not like, see, it's not because of any special anointing that you can heal the sick it's because of the life you have the Holy Spirit is the eternal life that you have in you so if you have the Holy Spirit you can heal the sick that is your life the life of God heals the sick raises the dead he doesn't die he doesn't die age to age is still the same this is the beauty of the life that we have Next week, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you more what you can do with eternal life. You know, it's a long journey. I'm teaching this thing till, we, till Jesus comes. And I'm going to teach you what you can do with eternal life. I'm going to give you practical steps. What you can do with it. I, my prayer that when you leave church, God will next week. You will enter into a realm of working for God. Living for God. I'm going to bring about 10 to 15 things you can do with eternal life. It's not exhaustive because if I'm going to exhaust it the whole time, I'll, but I'll bring you the essential ones, 10 to 15 things you can do with, the, with eternal life. And if you can hold on to that truth, people start saying, say, oh, man of God. It's not that, is it? Now, everybody who can lay hands on someone and the person falls and says, a man of God, a woman of God. Normal. When all of us start living eternal life, healing the sick will be normal. It's not be anything special. It's not, it's not. Hey, when you start, when you start doing things in eternal life, you start seeing things in the spirit. You hear the voice of God. He's telling me how God is now ministering to her in a very clear and concise way. See, you can you you cannot be under this atmosphere and not have something. What are you talking about? When God speaks, now you hear. You you now see things. Whatever you say will come to pass. Ah, whatever you say will come to pass. I've come to that conclusion. So I, mean, I don't just say things anyhow. You see, you must not. You must be measured with what you say. But Charlie, whatever you say, it will come to pass. Jesus spoke to the fish. He said, "You from today, nobody will eat from you. <laughs> nobody will eat from you again." Finish. And Jesus was down with it. That is eternal life. You don't talk with eternal life. It is a serious life. When you are not born again. Eh, like it or not, take all the probiotics, take all the vitamins, you will live to die. 
But when this eternal life, I have a life that can produce natural probiotics, vitamins. Are you share with me somebody? Or you don't believe it? What I'm saying is like some of you are stupid for you to believe it. You, it must not be bigger than you. And that's why when Jesus was preaching, he said, you have to eat my blood, uh, drink my blood, eat my flesh. Ah, ah, master, where you are going is too much. Why should I eat your flesh? Am I, am I uh, 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 what? a cannibal? No, 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 I can't eat your flesh. He said, the life is in the world, the flesh and the blood. Are you drinking? Amen. The church must come back to eternal life. The message of eternal life is what? You see, the house that I'm coming from, the village I'm coming from, hey, the idols there, they are following me everywhere I go. You cannot carry eternal life. And then the idols of your family, family, your biological family, they will still be following you. No way. They can follow, maybe they follow the previous man. And me now. Anybody in that family can be poor except me. Except me. Any, hey, hey, anyway, say, as for that family, oh, everybody has this condition. Oh. My grandfather had it. Great, great had it. My father is having. They say it is in their gene. It is in their gene. Today, I change your gene in Jesus' name. I say, I change your gene in Jesus' name. I infuse eternal life into your genes. I infuse eternal life into your genes. In the mighty name of Jesus. You don't, you, I, you say, if you are a sickle cell, I change it, I change it, I change it, I change it in the name of Jesus. I say, say me, I, me, I'm, a, I'm a sickler. Ah! Are you born again? I'm born again. Oh, sorry, sorry they are called. You are a secular? Did you just say that? Did you just say that I am a secular? You are disgracing the life that you have. Have you ever seen a rich man that said I am a poor man? You will see how people will insult him. And you, you, are, you, are, you have money, so you are poor. And then may God punish you. May God take all your money from you. You start saying things to that man. You have the life of God, and then you are saying, Me, I'm poor, me, I'm sick. Hey, me, as for me, whatever I do, it, 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 it doesn't work. Me, whatever I touch, it's like it doesn't work from today. If you have touched anything that doesn't work from today, it shall overflow. I say, It shall overflow, it shall overflow, it shall overflow, it shall overflow in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever you touch, mass, it's not an option, must prosper. I've been walking around, searching. You are. Today, anything you are searching for, <laughs> it comes to an end. Your search is over. Receive what you are looking for. Receive what you are looking for. In the name of Jesus. This is the life that we have. South, I am not disadvantaged. Oh, this one, can this be a shout? Even this shout will not scare a fly. I am not disadvantaged. Shout it, I am not disadvantaged. This is eternal life. I don't have this life to suffer like how I used to suffer. I don't have this life. And this, they say, they, say they, they diagnose you with cancer and say it's stage four. I reverse that cancer. Maybe you are watching me online. I reverse that cancer. I cast that cancer out of your body. I cast that demon out of your body. In the name of Jesus. Cancer cannot survive your body. Cancer cannot live in the same body where there's eternal life. HIV cannot live in the same body where there's eternal life. Tuberculosis cannot live in the same body where there's eternal life. Uh, 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 this, this latest one, what is his name? Uh, uh, what is his name? What is his name? What is his name? 
What, what? This one, this one, this one that came. What's his name? Corona, Corona, Corona. It, it cannot be in the same body that there's eternal life. Have you forgotten? Go and read the Old Testament. The Bible said the ark of God in the Old Testament. The Philistines went to steal it. <laughs> they, they went to put it in the room where their idol gathered. It was. What happened? How can the devil be in the same place where the presence of God is? How can the devil be in the same place where the presence of God is? As soon as the ark of God entered that room, their idol, boom, they came back the following morning. The Bible said the head of the idol was hung, the legs was hung. It was, was scattered it. <laughs> I said, what scattered the idol? I cannot do the answer. They, they, they carried the ark and took it back to the Israelite. They said, we beg. We thought we, are, we have stolen your treasure. But this one, we cannot have it in our house. It has destroyed what we value. Today, anything of the devil that tried to bring you down are destroyed by the presence of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, anything that wanted you to, to cry and wanted you to suffer, are destroyed in the name of Jesus. It cannot work. They don't have the power to work. I cannot have eternal life in me. And I'm spending my money on medical bills. Never. Never. This life, it cleanses your body. Cleanses you. Possesses your mind. What do you want that you cannot have with this life? Now tell me what do you want that you cannot have with this life? It is this life that created you. Job said, and the spirit of the Almighty has given me life. What do you want that you cannot have with this life? You don't need money first to get what you need in life. What you need first is his eternal life. He says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added to you. When you have eternal life first, there's nothing that you need in life that you cannot have. Ah, you get first class. I say you shall get first class. That business shall grow. It shall become ah, kaka, basayana. Look, 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 look. The spirit of the Lord has just taken him. And I'm standing on the continent of this of Africa. And God is saying, I am raising my children who will go beyond this continent. He said, Look, you can see, see, as I am seeing and watching, I see a light shining out of this place, and it is moving out, and it's going out, and it's going places, and it's going worldwide, and it's going places in the name of Jesus. This is the light. That brings transformation. This is the life that brings transformation. Receive it in the name of Jesus. It's the life. He says, I'm taking you places. Around the world. Around the world. You cannot have this life and just, and just be there. Like nothing is changing. It is this life that all your struggles have been waiting for. Oh, your struggles in, in this one have been waiting that you will activate the presence of God. Look at what the Bible says in Romans. It said that creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. He said, and the creation was put under subjectivity, in bondage, not in its own will. And when we show up, even what God has created will be liberated. How much more? If what God has created will be liberated because the sons of God are in the world, how much more you that is carrying the life of God? How can you not be liberated from what is disturbing you? 
Are you here with me? How can you not be liberated from what is disturbing you? If the world, the created things are waiting for you to show up so that they can be set free, how much more you? How much more you? It is time for the children of God to live eternal life. That's why Jesus went to suffer on the cross. He went to the cross, not so that you can become poor again. He went to the cross, not so that you can be afraid of physical death. He went to the cross to set you free and to enjoy life to the fullest and to have it more abundantly. I came to give you life and to have it more abundantly. The devil came to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus, he said in First John chapter 3, he said for this cause, the son of man was manifested to destroy all the works of the enemy. I destroy all the works of the enemy. Enough is enough. Point your hand to the devil like this and say, Devil, enough is enough. Point your hand like this and say, Devil, enough is enough. The devil is listening to you. Enough is enough. He cannot behave anyhow he wants to be. The devil cannot tell you what to feel. He cannot tell you how to behave. He cannot. From today, eternal life is oozing out of you. When people see you from today, ah, I said tomorrow your doctor will call you and tell you you have been discharged. Ah, that your family member that needs healing. Today, today the doctor is discharging. I see some people. Ah, the Lord is saying they have been discharged right now. They have been discharged right now. They have been discharged right now. Receive that healing from them in the name of Jesus. We cannot carry this life. And people will be dying around us. We have a bulletproof life. Ah, you see, you see. Oh, this guy, he's just bluffing. He's just bluffing. He's just bluffing. I'm just bluffing. You'll be there and don't believe it. They put people into fire. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then this life I'm talking about, eternal life, it entered into that fire. Now the strength of fire, where was it? The Bible said, and the man said, I saw a fourth man. That resembled the Son of God. Also into the fire. As soon as Jesus enters your situation. I don't care whether it is fire. I don't care whether it is water. It cannot have any impact on you. Whatever the devil has been doing in your life. That you have been struggling with. It cannot have any impact on you. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said if you walk through the, the fire. Even the flames of the fire will not touch you. If you walk through the water. You shall never be drowned. This is eternal life. Instead of the water drowning Jesus, eternal life walked on water. Hey, eternal life suspended him on water. Hey, instead of the water drowning him, because of eternal life, he was walking on water. This is the powerful life we have. Saints, it is time to wake up. It is time to change your vocabularies. It is time to change your language. It is time to change your thinking. It is time to change how you feel. You have life to enjoy. Enough is enough. Enough. What do you want to see? What you want to see is inside of you. Say it's inside of me. It's inside of me. It's inside of me. Eternal life is producing great things. It's what God gave us. So that we don't perish. So that we don't suffer. So that we don't struggle in life. Whatever you want to have. You want to buy that house and say it's 10 billion dollars. Don't worry. God shall supply. He knew we would need resources. He knew we would need gold. So he put it in the ground. How did gold come about? Words. Let the ground produce gold. Diamond, minerals. And then, pop, pop, pop. As 
the words were being spoken, they were coming, coming, coming. They were all inside the spirit, and the spirit spoke it through the word. Please repent from today. Start limiting your vision to this world. Stop, stop limiting your vision. Ah, I, 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 I don't have a man, you know. I mean, I don't have anything, you know. I didn't go to school. I don't have anybody to help me. Oh. Ah, it's nonsense talk. Nonsense talk. Are you born again? That's the question you must answer. If you are born again, it finishes. Anyone that is born again and have the Spirit of God, you can do signs and wonders. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.